0: Big door handles that said just like pull, you know, where you're just like, oh, look, there's a cause of my suffering. I just press the button. I just turn the knob and just if that were the case, there'd be no suffering in the world. It's a hit. The causes are yours. They're in your control and they're hidden from your view. Hi, it's Joseph. And thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. This episode is part two of the series of excerpts from the conclusion of the live course I taught in the summer of 2017 called Open to Excellence. What if the majority of your suffering came from where you didn't even realize you had choices? Responsibility means owning your choices, but it also means looking for where you're pretending you don't have them. Keep listening and you'll discover some choices you didn't even know you had. As I record this, the process of turning the recordings of the Live Excellence course into an online course is underway, so stay tuned to hear more about that release. Speaking of courses, I'm very excited to announce that the live course entitled Clear the Issue begins on September 7th. I'm going to teach you how to solve any problem, no joke. Think that's impossible? Let me prove it to you in 11 weeks. For more information, please go to clearandopen.com dot com slash clear dash the dash issue the course is free to current members so if you've been thinking about becoming a member now is a great time to jump in don't wait the live course starts soon and i really don't want you to miss out thanks so much for listening to the podcast let's dive into the conversation
1: i think that my role right now requires switching between those three you know many times during the day so with, with the given that they're just going to kind of come at you like that. Given you which, kinda- which A given I won't accept. Do you see oh. how he tried to sell oh. us on that, you guys? Yeah, you, you'd need to talk to my managers about that. <laughs> they may help you.
0: Oh, Hold man. on a second. Let's see if we can reconstruct that moment. That was a, a given. You said, did anybody. the second thing was, uh, I can't remember it.
1: What did he say? Given Um, that, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, Given that my role requires all three of those modes. In a day? A day. Oh, yeah, many times switch a day.
0: Okay, so let's start with your role requires all three of those viewpoints. Sure, I believe that. Okay. What I'm not willing to accept is that it has to shift many times in a day. Oh. Like, could it be possible, for example, to only do two of those viewpoints in one day? Could you make Mondays all entrepreneur and Tuesdays a mix of technician and manager?
1: I mean, my gut says no, but I'll, I'll look at that Yeah, more. this is
0: a case where I, uh, I don't care what a gut thinks. This is a mind problem, not a gut one.
1: Yeah, okay. So, so I'll tell you where I'm coming from is that <laughs> since it is a small company, then we end up each doing, wearing three hats, right? And so... <laughs> Thanks for
0: the visual aid, because I wasn't, I might have forgotten what a hat
1: was. <laughs> so, so that being the case, so like maybe I have a client meeting on Monday where I need to assume a managerial slash technical role. Both? In the, in the same meeting, yeah. Okay. Manager and the technician. Yeah, all right. Or... And then later in the day, I may have like a meeting with, I don't know, owner, director, where I'm taking on an entrepreneur slash manager role. Mm -hmm. So everything's a slash role, and they can happen multiple in the same day. And so how can that be arranged? How is it real? Can I deal with that? I don't know. That's why I'm asking, I guess. That's the question. Yeah.
0: That's the question. You know, I'll tell you guys uh, an example of this. Uh, uh, I had two days this week, I think Monday and Tuesday, where um, my first meetings I usually do at 7 a.m. And I had uh, two meetings this, uh, two days this week where I didn't have 7 a.m. meetings. And I meditated for a half an hour and I worked out for an hour and I just did two days in a row. And I felt great. And I said to myself, wow, I need to do this every day as I often have thought before. And then as I often have thought before after I thought, well, but I'm in Hawaii and the time zone thing is kind of tricky. And so I really need to be available to clients at 7am my time because that's you know either noon or one East coast time, depending on the season and yada, yada, yada. And then I had a new thought that I had not thought before in this very familiar thought pattern that I was amidst. And that was I feel so great. I'm going to serve my clients better. So the higher road of serving my clients better is not being available at 7 a.m. my time. The higher road is not being available at 7 a.m. my time. And I went into Calendly and I closed 7 a.m. You can't get it from me anymore. I'm not even telling people except for this. (laughs) Because it was that big a deal. For three years, I've been telling myself that I can't do that. I can't do it. Well, you know, it's, and you've guys heard me teach this. Doing stuff like working out and meditation and other sort of big rocks like that are important things to do first thing in the morning. Guess what? Haven't embodied it. Why? I had a story. Was it true? Was for three years. But yesterday, I decided it wasn't true. And you know, in three weeks, if everybody starts complaining about they can't find a good time, then maybe I go back, but I'm just doing it. So watch out. These, these kinds of assumptions and beliefs, they're very powerful. And just let's go back. The proof I offer that you're amidst such a belief is that you tried in two different phrases to sell us on the given that it has to be this certain way. I was operating in a given too. So that given is true from one perspective. What if it's not true from another? These, these are the little things that have the power to change lives. Little things. Just, is that really true? What if it wasn't? And, and, and you know, this maybe is, is obvious, but each of you asking this question, how can I shift gears less in my life? That could cause you to totally restructure your position. Maybe you even have certain responsibilities that should be in some other positions. I guarantee you, none of, if you have a manager who, imagine this, an employee goes to their manager and the employee says, you know what, I've been looking at, I did an analysis of my day relative to productivity and focus management and all that. And I've determined that this set of responsibilities I actually think should be this other person's role. And I should have the responsibilities of their role. And I think on Mondays and Fridays, I shouldn't even talk to clients and here's why. If your manager doesn't jump up on the table and, and do a dance at how high level thinking you're doing, they don't deserve their job. Now you may be wrong, but it, you know some of what you bring is going to be right. Or at least they'd be like, well, yeah, it has to be like that right now because we get to hire such and such. But that's, that's, that's what managers want. That's how they want you thinking.
1: Yeah. I mean I'm not I'm not saying that you're wrong, but not going to be any table dancing. I, I, I'm not at first.
0: You're not saying I'm wrong, but what?
1: There there's not gonna be any table dancing. I think that's the kind of thing that we'll have to uh Dude, so sure you are of what can and cannot be. Sorry, well, no. Jamie?
2: Dude, I'll jump on a table. I'm <laughs> you've seen me dance before, I'll do it on a table. <laughs>
1: Okay, fair fair enough. There may be some table update. There may be some table dancing after all. I'm open to the idea. I very much am open to the idea. Okay.
0: Yeah. You know, another way of going meta to this is the the employee mentality. I don't have a better word for that yet, but um, the sort of technician mentality, maybe in this context, is doesn't include the truth that it's really the job of an employee to push the boundaries of the manager. The same way it's the job of a man, a manager to push the boundaries of an entrepreneur. Usually you see this, uh, you know, the, the management team will push the boundaries of the CEO. That's their job, right? They, they're, they're not there to be yes men or women, but where this usually gets lost is in the lower rungs of an organization where, um, People, for some reason, because they think their salaries are less or their responsibilities are less, they don't think that it's appropriate for them to challenge the way the business is structured. Why not? As long as you do it with humility and appropriateness, and well, I've only been here six months, but it seems to me it might make more sense to do blah, blah, blah. You know, maybe nine times out of 10, you're totally wrong just because of inexperience or whatever. But that doesn't mean that it's not your job to try.
2: I, and I, so I have a question on this. I, I totally understand where Sam's coming from. He's sort of, uh, in, in a way, a department of, of one in that with the, the, what he worked on all those three roles, like I can totally get it. Like I can see how he, he feels. And, and I, I think I feel the same way as he has to embody those and ebb and flow between them throughout the day. Like it'd be really, it'd be hard I mean, when is, is that not okay at some point or are you, are you just pushing to question that that's true? The latter.
0: Okay. hmm You know, just like, I mean, do you remember when you saw the idea of only checking your email two, three, four times a day? I mean, how many of you kicked and screamed yeah. at that idea? Come on, raise your hands, right? How many of you were like, that's impossible? I have to check my email five times an hour. Anything less would be incompetent and lazy and right. And now look what you're doing.
2: Yeah. So to kind of go along with that, Sam, I was curious if you can segment it out in terms of like only flowing between those three roles once or twice a day at most, like segment out all the technician stuff, all the manager or the slashes.
1: You know, Tyler, that's a great question, and I haven't really thought of it that way before. So, thanks, dude. I'll look at that more. Yeah. Kill
0: killer question, Tyler. Killer response, Sam. My work is done
1: here. <laughs> well, that's just to say, like, i've I've gone I've gone through some things this year. But now, when I'm asking these questions, it's entirely authentic. I appreciate it, you guys.
0: Yeah, and and these are not easy things. Like I said, I, I struggled with the 7 AM thing for three years. And then finally, like, what did it take to finally get this? You know, and then I should say longer than that because, you know, when I lived on the West Coast, I was doing my first meetings at like eight fifteen, you know, it's the same thing, an hour and fifteen minutes after I wake up, not giving myself, you know, time to myself for the most important. So really I've been doing it my entire life. This is a breakthrough in self-care that took, you know, 25 years to actually, no, I have to do, I have to wake up and go right to work and then drag myself through the day. And then, you know, the things that are most important to me that make me the best version of me, I'll do those when I'm exhausted at 3.30 in the afternoon. Yeah, that's just, you know, how it has to be. Consider that every single one of us is living with a belief like that right now. I broke through with one yesterday. I'm sure I got another, right? Consider you've got one of those right now. It's hidden from your view. You don't know what it is, but it exists right now. If the causes of suffering were like big door handles that said just like pull, you know, where you're just like, oh, look, there's a cause of my suffering. I just press the button. I just turn the knob and just, if that were the case, there'd be no suffering in the world. It's a hit. the causes are yours. They're in your control, and they're hidden from your view. We've all experienced this, right? The kind of breakthrough I talked about that I had yesterday. You've all had that. Oh, my God. I can't believe I've been doing this this crazy way for all these years. And then we think, okay, well, that must be the last one. I must have found it. That's it. There's no more. Right? Turns out the Earth's round. Well, there's probably no other scientific truths that we're completely wrong about. Got that one handled. <laughs> right, <laughs> that's how we are as humans we're very silly we don't stay in the unknown for very long we get the unknown struggle oh I got it okay and now I know everything I'm done that's it instead of this uncomfortable dissonance of like wow what else
1: am I completely wrong about
0: yes the world is oblong thank you Sam
1: yeah. Sorry, that's just a smart ass thing <laughs> that we have to get off of it being round now <laughs> indeed,
0: other other questions, issues, things related to this, so the war one let's, let's tie tie this up in a bow. the war you talk about, teen, the war is an artifact. The war is illusion because the war can only exist if some part thinks it's you and another part thinks the same, then there's a battle. you know it's sort of like uh, two kids warring in the backseat of a car. And sometimes that ends when what? They learn that actually the person driving is the one who decides whether they fight or not. But until that happens, they think that the battle is theirs. I'm right. No, I'm right. I'm right. No, I'm right. Actually, here's what's going to happen, the driver says.
3: So the entrepreneurial part of me feels neglected right now. Mm. I'm not getting that mental exercise as much. When's the last
0: time you got to be freely creative? And let me define creative. Let me actually, I'll say play instead. Play, we can use the definition, uh, activity without a defined outcome. Major deficit in adults. When's the last time you got to play?
3: In in my work life?
0: Anything, anywhere.
3: Oh, well, last weekend.
0: Yeah. Maybe you need it more in work then.
3: Yeah, it's in work is where I'm not. I'm not having that, so, and, and that's on me to, you know, find out, A, I guess, why, I'm, why I haven't been doing that. It's probably some story I have about that that's not my job right now.
0: You know, this may or may not apply to you. I don't know, but people who are really result-driven tend to have a hard time playing at work.
2: yeah.
3: Right, because I've, I've allowed myself great freedom to do that, but not as much in work as in other parts of my life. Yeah,
0: and paradoxically,
3: I don't feel the responsibility of what I need to do at work. Yeah, I'm, I'm all over that. But,
0: <clears throat> and paradoxically, having time to play can make everything more productive at work. Like over the last week, actually, mostly over the weekend, I started developing a clear and open ranking system like belt colors. I've been threatening to do this in my own mind for, I don't know, a couple of years. And like many, like the creative process happens in general, you know, you have the idea and you have the idea and you have the idea. And then suddenly it just has to happen, right? You just, it has to happen. Well, that finally happened. And i worked on it a lot, probably spent five hours, six hours over the long weekend and everything working on it. And I was having a total ball and now it's changed the way I relate to work for a while. Like there has, to be, there has to be play. All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy, right? They're not opposites, work and play. There's a screwed up idea, right? They're not opposites. Play is not what you do when you're done working. Sometimes that's true. But play is also an important part of working. And for some part of me, creating a ranking. Oh, should should I use the colors from my jujitsu school or should I use the ones from my aikido school? Oh, I'm going to use the the yudansha ranks from you know the jujitsu. You know, and it was like it was fun. It was cool. I'm going to make like a Japanese influenced colored band. And then, well, what am I going to mail people belts? What are they going to do? Wear them around their heads? They're not wearing geese to hold together. What what should they have? You know, solving all these little problems. That was really fun. And we're going to do it. Orange, yellow, green, blue, purple, brown, black. Any of you guys think you're ready for Black Belt yet? How many times did you check your email yesterday?
2: <laughs> so, it seems to me, Joseph, that the work is getting to be, you said this in a podcast, being at choice. And like that seems to be the work is. Is choosing to, to to have those different parts, choosing when to use them and when not to. Is that accurate?
0: Absolutely. It's it's responsibility. It's re- responsibility and being at choice and being at choice. Realizing you're at choice is a kind of meta. You know, like that moment yesterday where I was in that same thought pattern. Well, I can't, I have to do 7 a.m. meetings because of blah, blah, blah. And then suddenly it was like, oh, I think I don't have a choice, right? It sounded like I thought I had a choice, right? I'm choosing to be available at 7 a.m. my time because blah, 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 blah. But was that really true? You know, sometimes when people, people will sort of They'll use the words that say they have a choice, but they're not actually energizing choicefulness. Choicefulness, that's a cool word I just made up. Choicefulness. Makes me think of white bread for some reason, like the or a wheat bread, a wholesome. It's like wholesome and choice put together. It's choicefulness. <laughs> There's a abundance kind of energy. Like, what do I want to do here? And remember, have to, need to, and should are never true. But sometimes you'll, people will say words that sound like I'm choosing, I want to, this is what I want to do, but they'll be coming from a have to, should, need to place. Yeah. You can spend your whole life getting, uh, becoming more at choice. I mean, really, that's, that's what life is about, I guess, is finding out where you had choices where you didn't think you did. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the Clear and Open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Be sure to visit clearandopen.com for the latest tools, articles, and free resources to help you on your journey. Thanks for listening, and bye for now.